Welcome to Property Boss Moms. I'm Emma Allen. I'm Sharon Bay. And I'm Elaine Stack. So there's something that we all have in common and that we're all property investors. We love property. So today we thought we'd talk about why is property so popular and what types of properties are there out there that someone new to investing might want to investigate? Ladies? Love it. <laughs> All right, let's start with what, why is property so popular? What do you reckon, Sharon? Um, I think in Australia we have an obsession yeah. with property. Yeah. We love it. Yes. We love, like, look at, I, one of my favourite shows is Selling Houses Australia. Yeah. Funnily enough, I don't actually watch The Block, but I know um, people love watching The Block. I watch Sunday night. I yeah. can't be dealing with the drama during the week. I, I don't oh. have time. <laughs> so what happens on a Sunday? Uh, it is presented to the judges. Okay. I just oh. want to see the set and finished product yeah. and then just, just you know. Skip mu- the reality yeah. TV bit. Yeah. Oh, wait, is it on more than Sunday night? No, it's on. Is it on every night? <laughs> what? I thought it was only on, on Sunday night. I'm sure. Well, it used to be. I don't know if oh. it's still on. This is really bad. <laughs> I have no idea. Do we watch no TV? Oh, look, I'm a bit We're of a Netflix. Busy. So yeah. reality yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Um, it is. It's on during the week and that's oh. where all the drama comes up I and they see. do competitions and stuff like that. Okay. Sometimes I might click it on before I get to something else I want to watch. Right. But yes. And then Sunday night they do the press. You know, to present the properties, uh, but, but the reveal, it, it the, reveal. Ki- the reveal, the yes, reveal kills that's me. Right. But you're right, though. All these property shows are very inspiring. They, they are. are very inspiring. I, I feel like a lot of people start getting a bit on the bandwagon, which is great. Yeah. yeah. And I remember back in the day. Do you guys remember that show, Changing Rooms? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it started off with just one room, and now we're yes. yeah, it's the whole entire house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're obsessed with it. We love it, um, and I think people can see how quickly property, you know, values have grown. So it is a very easy, kind of easy to understand um, way of investing your money to, yeah. Yes. To watch it grow. Yeah. I think property is one of those assets that is going to always be relevant. Mm -hmm. We we need houses. Yeah. It's not a fad. It's not going to come and it's not going to go. There will always be a need for property. And I think as an investment vehicle, people can relate to it. As you say, um, we all live in one. Yeah. So we've got some relationship with the property. Mm. And so I, it's just a matter of um, helping people understand how they utilise that from a wealth creation perspective. Most definitely. And with the growth in Sydney as well and how much it's growing, look mm-hmm. at the infrastructure that's gone in. It's just, it's amazing that new airport going up, property is required. So it is a solid investment. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, especially and, with uh, our population growth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just Sydney as well. Like I remember oh, yes. people wouldn't invest in um the Hunter region. Yeah. And now look at it. Gosh. Yeah. A million dollars plus. Yeah. Was, yeah. Just crazy. So um, Queensland and Melbourne. You yeah. know, there's lots yeah. of even Tasmania. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love Tasmania. Look, I'm a property geek, so I could talk about this all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? I think that's why we love our jobs. We're yes. passionate about it. We I'm all- very passionate about it. you know, when someone says to me, well, let's look at the stock market, I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I like bricks and mortar. Mm, me too. Yeah, yeah, me definitely. Too. Well, all of our, I guess, professions overlap. Yes, to be able to help people um, build wealth through property. The other thing that may not be so obvious is, like, we we know that people live in houses, so that would be residential property. Mm-hmm. But there are different types of properties that they could invest in. Who would like to run through some of these? Maybe. Gosh, I let's. Th- 
it's commercial. Not, as you said, you've got houses, yeah. you've got apartments. Yep. You have commercial, mm-hmm. retail, mm. which comes under commercial, but mm. retail is also yep. um, a great investment. Yep. You have industrial. Industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also mixed use as well. Yes. Mixed yep. use, yes. Live upstairs and have yep. a shop downstairs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I think some of the different outside of the square ones are like your dual occupancies. Yes. Your duplexes where you have two sides. Can you explain dual occupancy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's kind of like the granny flat model where mm. you've got a house and then a second dwelling. It may be attached to the house or it may be completely separate. Yeah. Um, like a granny flat in, in a backyard. Mm-hmm. From an investing perspective, it means that there's a second income. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of people who have a house, live in the house, and then they rent the, the granny flat to someone else for, mm. for a little bit of extra yeah. revenue mm. there. There's actually great. some properties that, you know, some of my clients have bought where the upstairs or the downstairs oh. are separate. Yeah. So they have a kitchen upstairs, yes. a kitchen downstairs. So, yep, they rent out one one yep, floor and yep. then uh, live in the other. Which is a bit strange. I've seen people as well in, you know, in in the eastern suburbs in mm-hmm. a great location close to the beach where they have a garage at the back yeah. and they've put an, a studio upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's got a separate access and they do Airbnb. Oh. So you can come up with some great yeah. ideas. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what they call those? Is it? Fonzie Flats. Fonzie. Why? Do you remember Fonzie? Yeah. Where do you come? From Happy Days? Yes. Yeah. No. That's that's what we call them. Oh, is that because he lived above? (laughs) He lived above the garage. So they're Fonzie Flats. I've never heard that term before. Wow. Yes. Ideal, ideal situation. <laughs> I think what's quite common though is the is the granny flat. A lot yeah. there's granny flats going up everywhere. Now that you know we've said it, if you're driving around, you'll see granny flat, granny yes. flat, and it's yeah, there's yeah. a lot going up. But it's fantastic, especially for the retirees. Yeah, it's great. They can have a level block, be in a house, but they don't have to. You know, they don't have you to can, do a huge amount of maintenance. Keep an eye on granny and grandpa. Yes, they don't. <laughs> they don't injure themselves. Yeah. And what about the um, dual key, is it called, at the apartments where you have one front door and then you open up into two separate living? Yeah. Do you about those? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not, no, not, not, not a fan. Not huge. Oh, <laughs> I know. Isn't that terrible? I'm not, should I say that? Oh, uh, look, I'm I, just, I think from an investment perspective, I've all, I'm always thinking of resale. Yes, 100%. How can you retain value when you – when you go to sell it, yeah. How do you sell it in an emergency? Yes, is that niche? Yeah, I know. Only another investor is going to pick it up. Yeah. Mm. So I think that is the key to being, you know, holistic and strategic in your approach. I I, I absolutely love that, Emma. Yeah. You're, and you're dead. You know, that's a great point. Um, dead right is what I was going to say. <laughs> you're um, dead. It's a great. You're, you're dead. dead. <laughs> it's a great point because I think people think, okay, I'm going to invest in what I'm going to do, but you have to look at it, you know, with a clear mind. Yeah. And what we just spoke about having maybe having a dream team to be able to assist you to do that. Yes. I know I assist a lot of people. They, um, a lot of my clients will. I'll get a a text with a link. I'm going to the auction on the weekend. What do you think? Yes. Um. I'm quite brutally honest in what I think. Um, and especially if, you know, it's going to come onto my books and I need to yeah. rent it. Mm. But it is, you have to look with fresh eyes. How am I going to sell this later? Because yes. you don't know. Life changes. Mm. Life changes for everybody and depends in two years or hopefully you're holding on to it for 10. Because we like to hold yes. on to them long term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people have asked me before, how do I know who to trust when they're building a dream team? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's about put, surrounding yourself with people who are likely to be transparent with you. 
So yep. the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. Because yes. let's face it, everyone's got an opinion about property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are very careful um, to not give specific advice, but if we point out the facts and the pros and the cons, then yeah. people can make really well-informed decisions. So right. I think they're really powerful to have as a as a team of professionals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sharon, what's your experience been with other types of properties? Um, well, look, I do have clients who do go and find weird and wonderful properties that yes. they would like to I purchase. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think uh, the other thing, the other side of the coin is how are you going to finance it? So if we look from a lending perspective, mm-hmm. buying a studio apartment, you need, you can't, you know, sorry, you have to have a minimum of a 20% deposit for that. Mm-hmm. So you can't go into LMI tr- territory, so lender's mortgage insurance. So, um, and then looking at, you know, like a mixed use kind mm-hmm. of um, property as well, that's not standard lending. So that goes into commercial lending, which is higher interest rates. Right. Um, so people aren't really, they might not be aware of this, um, but yeah, so they will come to me and say, oh, look, I found something, I'm pre-approved, let's go, I want to buy this property and I'll look at it and go, but this is a mixed-use property. That pre-approval we got you to buy a standard residential home goes out the window we can't get you the finance for that. We, we have to mm. take, yeah, go through a different channel. Um, so, and then the other, there's other like weird and wonderful types of um, titles in Sydney. So around the, um, around the CBD, there's things like limited title, there's things like company title. Mm. So again, it falls out of standard lending. There's not, you know, many banks that will lend on that type of um, property as well. Mm -hmm. So again, when you're investing, you really need to look at how quickly can I sell it and is it going to yeah appeal to the broader population rather than limited people Mm. because a lot of people will um, who do buy those types of properties don't need the finance. They need they know that the banks aren't happy to lend. So yeah, yeah. so that's something else to think about. Um, Commercial, you mentioned yes again. Different kettle of fish. Yeah, totally different. And there is a fine line between residential and commercial if people are building duplexes and they go, oh, I may as well build three or four. You go, whoa, okay, now it's a commercial development. Yes, that's right, yeah. And so people have to be careful if they're just aiming for building as many as they can. Yeah. On the flip side, um, it's really common for people to start using their superannuation, which, Elaine, you kind of alluded to earlier today. Mm. Mm. We were talking about this, weren't we? We were. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Well, look, if you buy something in your self-managed super fund, you obviously need to set it up. So you need to have an accountant and a financial advisor on board, but you can buy residential and commercial properties in it. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great strategy to have. And um, in terms of a commercial property, you can actually rent it back to your business. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you run a business and you have to have an office premises or a warehouse or something like that, why not buy it in your SMSF? And we could do a whole segment on superannuation and SMSF properties um, because the rules are very different to normal residential investing Mm. and lending. Um, But I think the simplest way to think about it is you cannot lend it back to yourself, but if the SMSF is renting it out to a company, that is different if you just happen to own the company. Yeah. So that's really, really common for self-employed people. And we were talking about this, Elaine, weren't we, the other day about renovating a property? 
Back to the block. Back to the block. <laughs> yeah. Back to but, block. yeah, and we were saying how in an SMSF you can renovate, uh, sorry, you can make repairs and maintenance, but you can't significantly alter, alter the, the property. Yeah, yeah, alter the property. So it's a bit of a fine line. I don't know if you've had clients, Elaine, who have wanted to kind of do something like that. I do, but that's in apartments. So I think I think if it's a house, it's adding those extra rooms. So making mm. your three bedroom house into a five bedroom is mm. a is a yeah. no no. So yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Mm. Do you know why you're not allowed to do that? I actually don't know. I just know that it's very mm. it is limited because I think they've realized people will go mm. <laughs> can go get led astray oh. a little bit. Um yeah. but yeah SMSF it's so regulated. They and you know the big four banks have actually said we're pulling out. They pulled out years ago out of um, super fund lending because they said, yeah, it's too. There's too much paperwork. There's too many ways it, where you can breach the rules. So they just went, yeah, we used to lend. So I know a lot of clients yeah. who have those types of loans with the major banks, but they won't. They yeah, won't do it again. They won't do it again. But why? Because the super funds are tipping in such big cash deposits. Yeah, they're, they're just not interested. They get enough business, you know, yeah, doing standard lending. Do. Yeah. yeah. I think it, when it becomes more complicated and there's a few grey areas, mm-hmm. you know, but I suppose if you you bought a house and then you could knock it and build a, bo- a block of apartments, then that's probably part of the that's reason. They don't want to – nobody wants you to build your wealth that quickly maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're super fund. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the super fund – um, pathway is just very conservative. Yes, it is very, very conservative. Yeah, but there's definitely but more not impossible. Outside, but it's not still, impossible. No. Yeah. But yes. the the other thing is with SMSFs, which is um, a question I get asked a lot, is my I've bought a property through my SMSF. It, I bought it for let's say five hundred thousand. It's now worth a million. Let's refinance and use the equity uh, to then buy something else. You can't. 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 You can't. Yeah. So um, you do have to. Yeah. Again. There's restrictions. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You need to be kind of aware yes. of all of that and you need, you know, your team of advisors to give you that yeah. information and make sure you don't do well, anything wrong. Majority of the investors that we work with will mm-hmm. do normal personal investment with residential first and then they tend to branch out. And if they're closer to retirement, then they might deploy the SMSF yeah. Um, yeah, as another entity to own. Yeah. Um, I guess on the flip side, is we are very short of accommodation for our fast-growing population. Mm -hmm. So that's where our expertise comes into finding the pockets of opportunities to build new because it's one thing to be able to fit people into the houses that we have, but if we are going to have 1.7 million households in the next 10 years but we're building nowhere near enough, it's actually going to create a different kind of stress on the rental market. Yeah. Um, But building new means that you've got to build smart. Yes. It doesn't mean just building anything with anyone, anywhere. Yep. yep. It's still got to be done smart. And we um, can't stress that enough because that's where things can go so wrong. People, yeah. you know, invest in property and they get a, a brand new build. And I see yeah. it all the time. And you see it in apartment blocks and you see it in houses, especially. Um, and all of a sudden, every door, and I've seen this, it's, mm. I know it's going to sound ridiculous, every mm. door handle in the house you know, starts falling apart. Mm. But, you know, that's not a big cost. It is. It ends up being a few hundred dollars. Mm. And so these costs, and that's just one thing. You could have leaking windows, Mm. you know, that, you know, different things haven't been done properly or built Mm. properly, sagging ceilings. I've seen it all. 
Mm. And so you have to, you, you have, have to, to do really careful. You do you have to be careful, but it yeah. means again, it's not impossible. Yes. Um, and it's just not being afraid of it, but doing your research, looking oh, into it, yeah. relying on people, yeah. your dream team. Mm-hmm. Um, is very good in this area, most definitely, yeah. in advising on where and how to buy new. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I wouldn't buy any new either, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way we're going to advise it is if I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. 100%, and I've done it. Yeah. Mm. And I'm building in this climate yeah. and I'm yeah. actually not afraid to yeah. because I know how to. Yeah. So we're here to help in that space. Mm. Um, but on the flip side, I've seen you, Elaine, put, add value to your investors' properties. Yes. This, a small bit of renovation goes a long way. It does. It does. And I think, you know, you talk about a buying on, under the super fund and there isn't, you know, you can't add rooms, but if you look at an apartment and the layout of the apartment and you can't change apartments either, but you can change rooms and you can change mm. things around with permission from the strata and you can add value that way. Mm. So you just need to have a little bit of vision or again, rely on somebody that can, you know, an architect to be able to come in, have a look at it, whether it's an apartment or a house and what you can do. I love this part of my job. Mm-hmm. I love renovating yeah. um, and I'm renovating a house at the moment and adding a granny flat to that block. And it's going to be fantastic for my my owner who's a retiree yep. and it's going to be a great income stream. So, you know. That is yeah, really yeah, rare to have a great. property manager that has those skills though. It is, but I love it. Yeah, but you I are you that. are a rare find, my darling. Oh, I'm rare, all right. <laughs> well, I think if we haven't proven it in the last fifteen odd minutes that we're passionate yeah. about property, I think I think that just uh, <laughs> says it all. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you again soon. Bye. Bye.